members of the OG army. Get those wallets unfolded. Coming up next on the other ground live stage, prepare for an eargasm by Passive J and Big Dalton. Well, good afternoon and welcome to yet another edition of the other ground live. I'm Passive J. That's Big Dalton over there. Say hello, Ryan. Ladies and gentlemen, it is July the 22nd. I believe it's a Wednesday, which means I'm actually here. <laughs> which is good as compared to yesterday when you were not here. Uh, I see the OG armies forming up in the chat box. Always good to see you guys here. Uh, how'd your day go, Ryan? You know, obviously better than yesterday. So let me tell you about having a company that is entirely remote. For some reason, if you have a call that's at like 5 or 5.30, nobody seems to have any problem with that some bitch going on and on and on. <laughs> when did you officially get out of that shit? Because, man, you, uh, you thought that you were going to at least uh, get into the uh, part of the show, if not uh, at least a later part of it. And by 7 o'clock, there was still no sign of Big Dalton. Yeah, about 7.15, and then I took about a two-and-a-half-hour nap out of just giving up on life. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, uh, God. Like, I don't know how you can talk that long about absolutely nothing, but apparently it's a thing. Oh, I, I did it for an hour yesterday, so uh, trust me, I am aware of the concept the, the show didn't do, go go too bad yesterday. Uh, luckily, Sly called in for part of it and gave me a save. And the rest of it, I just blathered on about whatever I could think of for, you know, on and on and on and on. Which, without you uh, here to interrupt me, actually went farther than I expected. <laughs> I see how it is, Sly. So, the times that I'm not here, you show up and you join Jay. The times Jay not here, I go 45 minutes until he kicks me out of my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that was that would happen. I was just trying to log in. I didn't realize it would boot you out. I didn't know how it was going to work, actually. But I knew I couldn't log in on your account. So either that or I was going to make you do the entire hour by yourself. And we did run over a little bit because I felt bad about only doing 15 minutes. So I think we did an hour and 15 on that day. Um, yeah, uh, Sly was, you know, he was in for a part of it. Uh, he, uh, I, I think we had him on the phone for about 20 minutes. Um, we talked back and forth about concerts mostly and shit like that. And other than that, I just made up shit as I went along. It wasn't horrible. People said they liked the show, so there's I got that going for me, I guess. But I don't really care to repeat the experience anytime soon. Oh, I was just about to, you know, propose like you know, two days a week. I just I just don't show up. Yeah, no, no, pass, pass. Now we still have to work on getting you a, a co-host for the days that I'm on vacation next uh, month. Because my because uh, uh, my wife is not about that idea at all. One of the few times she seemed actually serious. She normally lets get me lets me get my way. Um, she's pretty good about that. She does not want to let me get my way this time. I'm I'm having trouble talking her into uh, being okay for me to call in just so I don't break the streak. Jay, you're gonna have to put your foot down. You are technically the man in this relationship. <laughs> Oh, I see Sly Dog saying, uh, Passive Jay, that they're shutting down gyms around here. Uh, they just closed the Fenton Powerhouse. Uh, that's not a good thing. Yeah, the, uh, since you're talking about the COVID stuff, yeah, uh, there's new rules at my work now. Uh, indoor dining is done uh, for now. They still allow outdoor dining, so that's not actually much of a change because I think we probably had three tables inside the entire time I've been, we've been back open. 
Uh, they've also eliminated guests again. They were allowing guests for lunch, but not for dinner. Uh, and on guests were only allowed on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Um, now guests are not allowed for dining at all. Once again, only members. Um, and then <clears throat> they can still bring guests for golf on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays in the morning, but they're not allowed in the clubhouse. So did you hear about this place in uh, California that's actually losing their license for doing essentially the exact opposite of you? Oh, no. Uh-uh. What's up with that? Yeah, so there was this uh, there's this restaurant in California. I don't remember what city it was, but their whole claim to fame here was that they would not serve anyone that was wearing a mask. <laughs> That's just being obstinate at this point, isn't it? Yeah, I I don't know. Apparently, you know, I guess people will try anything to drum up some business, but it sounds like they're going to lose their license, which means no business at all. Yeah, yeah, and I do. That is just so wrong thinking. Uh, we've talked this over, over and over again uh, ad nauseum, uh, pretty much every show about how masks are just a good idea. Uh, you know, it's a good idea when Trump's talking about making it a federal mandate. Uh, I mean, shit, come on. <laughs> there, it should have been already. It, it, you know, look how other countries that wore the masks more regularly have done. You know, Jap- Japan being a big example of that. Uh, they're doing great on the whole COVID thing. Um, so. Anybody who thinks that the masks aren't a good, good idea at this point, there's no really point in talking to them because all the facts are out there to prove that it is. So obviously facts are, is not what it's going to take to get them to wear their mask. Yeah, sadly, I think per capita, we are one of the worst countries in the world for mouth-breathing idiots. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure we're not number one. There's uh, some dumb countries out there as well. Oh, yeah, well, it we is, do have uh, our brothers to the north. Uh, did you hear about the the most up-to-date physical distancing guidelines for uh, British Columbia? Oh, what is that? So they even came out with recommendations for sex. They say that you should, as much as possible, obviously never face each other and actually suggested the use of glory holes. Well, finally, Canada gets itself up with modern times. Because uh, other countries have been using glory holes for years. <laughs> yeah, that's silly. I mean, fucking, you know, um, I don't think the, I don't know that they're, they're right. Actually, if you're technically, if you want to have sex with a stranger, that's probably how you should go about it. But uh, realistically speaking, uh, you just basically shouldn't be dating right now, I guess. I don't know. That, that's easy for me to say since I'm married. Uh, what do you think about that entire like going out to meet people now with this entire COVID thing going on? I don't really worry about it because I don't really have a lot of contact with people that would be in like a high risk, you know, area. So like if I decided that, you know, I had to go, you know, bang some whore, I could definitely go do that, come back and just quarantine myself for a week and be just fine. (laughs) Right. Because you're at home anyways. Right. So and since you're not worried about yourself per se getting the COVID because you're a healthy person. Uh, you don't, the only other aspect of that would be getting someone else sick. And with your, uh, work and home situation, I guess that's not a big deal. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not worried about that at all. But so the interesting thing about this one is it is even actually on the, uh, British Columbia CDC website. So so this is an actual sentence that's on an official government site. Uh, Use barriers like walls, e.g. glory holes that allow for (laughs) sexual content. Or contact, but prevent close face-to-face contact. 
Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> well, good for them. I, I mean, it's good advice, but it's not exactly what you're expecting to hear from the government. Uh, but then again, Canada is very progressive compared to the United States. There's something. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit, dude. Um, so what else you got, sir? Well, I, I think we have even more evidence that China is evil. Well, yeah. So in China, uh, there is specific tax software that you have to use. Mm -hmm. Like if you're a company that does business there. Okay. And lo and behold, there was a bunch of malware found in that tax software. Oh, my. <clears throat> Any kind of specifics on the malware and what it's supposed to do? Uh, I don't think it showed. Da, 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 da. Oh, there it is. Uh, it also installed a hidden backdoor onto the system that enabled a remote adversary to execute Windows commands or to upload or execute any binary. So basically, you gave full access to the computer that you were using to the Chinese mm -hmm. government. Ah, right, right. Because the Chinese government that doesn't need to do it for shit like yo know, uh, blackmail you for pictures they found or or try to steal money from your bank account. They can just take money out of your bank account if they want to. Anyways, I assume this is basically more of the entire the government Chinese government wants to know exactly what you're doing at all times. Well, beyond that, they also could do those other more nefarious things because this is you have to file this. Like if you do business in China, so there are companies all over the world that would have to download this software and use it to file taxes there. Ah, uh, so right. yeah, this could very much be a, a not, not good thing. Shit. If they wanted to, the Chinese government has access to all those computers. They could set up a bot network and do, you know, a hack attacks and shit like that of tremendous proportions. Um, at least I think so. I don't know. It's been so long since I've, uh, was current on hacking and all that good stuff. But at one point, one of the things that you could do was, you know, have your program infiltrate other computers and basically take them over and use them for like a, uh, uh, systematic service. I can't remember the exact name, but what they, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and shit like that. So I, I don't know where the world of hacking is now, where it's still useful to have like hundreds of thousands of computers to control like that. But, uh, I would assume something like that. Well, these some bitches, if they ever DDoS Pornhub, the entire world will nuke those fools. <laughs> yeah, it seems like Pornhub Hub is the clear winner of the porn site wars, isn't it? I mean, I I, uh, I go to other sites, but Pornhub is even when I'm going to other sites, Pornhub's clearly better most of the time. Well, don't they own like sixty percent of like the porn on the internet anyway? Or or uh, or some large amount like that. Yeah, because um, the new thing, it didn't used to be like this, but the new thing with porn is having people uh, start up their own little porn channels and submit it directly to YouTube, uh, uh, Pornhub. I think there's one or two other websites that do it that way as well, but Pornhub's the biggest one. So all of a sudden, Pornhub is getting original uh, porn that just they, they have, as opposed to the uh, previous way it was with porn websites where like someone would pull, upload a, a, a video and then like someone else would copy it and upload it to a different site who would copy it and upload it to a different site, which is why you sometimes you'd watch a porn video on X to on X video and, and you'd see under the capture underneath it, uh, some other website or whatever. Um, it's porn in the internet ha is, have been involving, excuse me, evolving for a long time. And it's done interesting things. 
Well, yeah, it's gotten to the point that you can't even get off without, you know, fucking a chick up her ass while choking her and hanging her by her hair. <laughs> yeah, I have heard some people uh, have reached a point where it's kind of hard to amuse yourself if, under normal means and you have to find weirder and weirder shit to do it. I don't have that problem. So. If it's not a fivesome, I can't even get hard. Yeah, see, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, and I don't want to delve into my own porn habits too much. That's a little on the private side, but I will tell you I prefer am- amateur stuff. I don't like professional porn. You know, uh, like with actual porn actor actresses and things like that. I like homemade video, homemade videos. And luckily, the Internet has tons of those. So I'm all good. Yeah. Jay actually likes it when you can actually, you know, see the poor decisions in their eyes. Yeah, exactly. And the track marks and failed cuts. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, what's my last porn search, Jay? Uh, I think my last porn search was Tinder. That's what, what I typed in. Uh, Patty was asking me that. All right, well, I, let's move on from that. Well, well, I'll, I will explain before, so it isn't quite as creepy. I, as I mentioned, I like home, I like homemade amateur stuff. I don't like professional porn. Uh, my first date, I got laid on my first Tinder date is a common fucking uh, video title for the most part. So uh, that's what I was checking out recently. All right, well, that's more than I think any of us needed to know. That's very true. Thanks for the question, there, Fatty. <laughs> What's next, sir? Uh, I don't know if you talked about this yesterday, but R.I.P. David Leong. I know I did not talk about that because I don't know who that is. This was the guy that invented cashew chicken. Oh, I don't really know what that is either. Uh, a a dish, Chinese I dish. Yeah. Right. So you, yeah. I wouldn't eat it on like cashews. So uh, cashew chicken doesn't sound good to me. I mean, it might be delicious, but I've never ordered it. Well, it's a very popular Chinese dish, and yes, he he died at 99 years old. Oh my! What was this gentleman's name again? David Leong. Okay, I thought you said Leon at first. I was picturing a black guy. I was like, really, a black guy uh, created cashew chicken? That's interesting to know, but apparently not. And speaking of food, did you see the newest uh, like food and drink pairing that you can can buy? Hmm. No, what's that, sir? So Kellogg's has paired Cheez-It white cr- or white cheddar crackers mm-hmm. with wine in a box. Huh. So it's okay. like just a big box. Half of it is Cheez-Its and the other half is a, a box of wine. <laughs> That's some smart marketing. I'm not a wine person, but uh, white cheddar Cheez-Its are delicious. Actually, all Cheez-Its are delicious. They're one of my favorite snack foods. Uh, I haven't had them for years because I just never think to buy them. And now I'd have to check and see if I could have them. Which the answer is most likely no. So I probably, I might not even check to avoid the disappointment. Um, speaking of uh, foods I can't eat, I think I mentioned this yesterday. Uh, my wife was uh, in a poor mood all day, so I made her a steak dinner. Uh, I made her steak, asparagus, and tater tots. Because, um, you know, being potatoes, one of the few things I can have, I thought this would be delicious. I would have, you know, uh, a steak, and I can't have asparagus because of my issues. Uh, I'd have steak, uh, green beans, and some tater tots. Right up to the point where I read the ingredients. Do you know tater tots use like uh, dehydrated onion in it? I don't normally prepare tater tots, especially with steak. So no, I I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But apparently there's onion in uh, at least, uh, you know, commercially made tater tots. Luckily, I read the ingredients before I had some. But it was a a great disappointment because I love some tater tots. Those are awesome. Um, and now I can't have those anymore. So I just had rice. Uh, so I had rice, green beans, and a steak, uh, which I was perfectly happy with. The 
the the trick of having good rice of steak is you make sure you leave all the steak juices on the uh, a plate and just dump your rice into it so you get flavorful steak flavored rice instead of just boring old bland white rice. Well, yeah, that's why the only way I'll ever even prepare rice is with some chicken stock because yeah, mm. just rice being rice is well, it's fucking rice. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I, I I went off on a tangent. Uh, uh, what were you talking about? We were talking about the Cheez-Its and wine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, that is fucking about as white trash as you get, huh? Uh, I it mean, a uh, three, it's a three liter box of wine and of wine. 21 ounces of white cheddar Cheez-Its. I don't think it's the proper ratio. Huh? <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> I get well, maybe I guess I, I, I'm probably uh, thinking that I eat way more Cheez-Its than I do. Uh, I'm not a big wine person, and I always wish that I was been, uh, because it seems like an interesting hobby. I don't mean the drinking part of it. I mean the entire pairing it with other other types of uh, with foods and all the different types of wine, and this how this wine's prepared here, and this one's from that uh, place, so it tastes completely different. It seems like a cool hobby, other than the alcoholic part of it. Yeah, I could never get into it. Part of it's because I just don't care to do that much research. But if you're at like a nice restaurant and they pair wine with whatever you're going to eat, like generally it's pretty good. But I don't want to yeah. have to worry about that and mess it up and be like, yeah, this wine tastes like shit because I'm eating, you know, X with it. Right, right. Exactly. There's people whose entire professions are pretty much that. Like one of the guys at my work, uh, the clubhouse manager is a very big wine guy. I mentioned him before. Uh, he's from France. So he actually went to like a French, uh, like, cooking school and then moved into wines after that and then so on and so forth um actually no he actually didn't go to cooking school he went to a, like a hospitality school in french like a really uh like high-end uh, one or something like that um you guys got a cool story uh, i wish I, I could get him on the show one of these days but probably not going to happen that might be mixing my work with my podcast a little bit too much uh, but regardless uh it's interesting to see him talk about the different wines and why this one goes with that one and a lot of the members, even though they're rich, enjoy trying to find like good wines at good values and things like that. Uh, so and that, that's something that I see every wine person do. Like I've seen tons of people like, oh, this wine's only $15 a bottle. Oh, fuck, this is awesome. Yeah, I have to get a whole case of that. Um, as opposed to people that, uh, you know, just spend like $50 on a bottle. Then some of our members uh, spend like so much on fucking wine. It's ridiculous. Uh, we routinely sell thousands and thousands of dollars worth of wine every week there. I think it's all just a, a vast conspiracy. Like there was that study they did years ago. I don't remember how long ago or the exact details of it, but they took they took a bunch of supposed wine experts and had them like rate different wines and like they would tell them a price and it wouldn't be anything near the actual price just to mess with them and like for some reason they would always think, oh, this super expensive or super old wine is way better. And then it turns out it's the $8 bottle of wine. <laughs> I think I remember something about that. <clears throat> yeah. A lot I mean, of pretentious it, a-holes. Yeah, I would imagine. So, uh, just like anything else, anything else, anything that you can get into expensive and collectible stuff, you end up with a whole bunch of a-holes involved with it. Uh, I don't know what, what it is, uh, but it doesn't really matter what, what subject you're talking about. Uh, I know like high end collectible cars are like that. I, I yeah, go to a, I, a lot of car stuff and like some of the people that collect that sort of shit are just dickheads. Yeah, it's just something with that. Once you get into any sort of 
any sort of pastime or hobby that's super expensive, like it does just draw the absolute just most irritating people in the world. <laughs> yeah, very true. Oh, let's see. Hey, uh, you know, I actually had a couple topics uh, yesterday that I wanted to go over with you because um, I thought they'd be more interesting with responses to it rather than me just talking. Uh, one, one, one of the big ones I wanted to talk about, and I went over this one pretty extensively yesterday, so I apologize to our listeners that listened to my solo show yesterday, but I honestly wanted to hear what Ryan thought about some of this stuff. Uh, have you ever heard of White Boy Rick? No, I'm assuming he's white and his name's mm -hmm. Rick. Yeah, that is correct. Uh, let me tell you a story there, sir. Uh, way back when, 30-something years ago, uh, a young 14-year-old Rick uh, was wandering the wilds of Detroit. His dad was like a tough character, and they grew up in the ghetto. Uh, through, for some reason or another, uh, a couple really high-level drug dealers befriended uh, little white boy Rick, uh, and, they, and they was buddies with him. Um, and now I'm, I am unclear about whether or not a white boy Rick was selling drugs for them at this point or not. Uh, but the next important part of the story is the FBI found out that white boy Rick was improbably friends with these high level dealers. And they decided to recruit um, young Rick and make him an informant and which is what happened. And so he was an informant for the FBI for the next three years uh, up until he was 17 where Rick got a little bit greedy, tried to move some he heavy weight himself and got arrested by the cops. At which point the uh, FBI dropped him like a fucking rock. <laughs> and he proceeded to spend the next 30 something years in federal prison. Uh, because uh, apparently, I'm sorry, uh, was it federal? Yeah, I think it was a uh, federal prison. I could be wrong about that part, but prison definitely he spent the next 30 something years in prison until he was released about a week ago. Um, and, this is one of the greatest travesties of fucking justice ever, as far as I can 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 say, at least in recent memory, on so many different levels. First off, he was 17 when he got arrested. Uh, I don't remember how much weight he was moving, but it was uh, I guess it was a fair amount. But he got 30-something years. Uh, people murder people and get less than 30-something years. It was a nonviolent crime. Uh, two, the FBI gave no effort at all to try to help him out despite the fact that he had been their informant for the last three years and that's why he was involved in all this stuff in the first place um some people even say that he was trying to move heavyweight for the fbi uh, although the fbi denies that part um so rather and there's a lot of rumors going around that the reason they did that is because they didn't want to disclose that they had a at the time a 14 year old informant because uh, even back then i don't think that the public would have thought well of that uh, so when he turned 17, you know, but at 17, when he got arrested, he was still a minor, really. Uh, so what I wanted to ask you is what you thought about the entire story and if any, any or all of that was just bullshit by the FBI. So I think you have a few different layers here, right? So you mm -hmm. have this kid, um, number one, if he did 32 years in prison, he's probably still kind of a piece of shit. Because generally, whatever those charges were, like you weren't going to actually serve that much time on drugs. Um, I think the statistic out there is your average, your average murder sentence ends up being served at like nine point eight years. Mm -hmm. Well, from so, what I understand, that he, uh, I, I'd have to do more re research about it, but, but I have read nothing about him being like a bad inmate. Um, 
Oh, but that is, uh, but I can't dispute that yet because I haven't looked into how many times he was uh, up for parole that he got passed up on or anything like that. So, um, so that's one thing. Yeah. So he might be a piece of shit. Uh, I spoke yeah, yesterday so about my- that. Oh, go ahead, dude. Yeah, I'm just going to assume he didn't accrue a lot of good time in prison. So, yeah, he's probably pretty institutionalized at this point. Probably got in trouble a good amount. Probably nothing like crazy in prison, but like, yeah, you can lose good time pretty easy. Right, right. And I spoke yesterday about at this point, I feel sorry for the dude because he has no chance out in the real world. He's never he spent his entire adult life in prison. Yeah, he's screwed, and yeah, this is why you just don't work with the cops. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, the, I mean, because obviously, I don't know, it'd be interesting to see what would have happened to him if he hadn't been involved with the uh, cops, because I think he was probably going down a bad road in the first place. If you're 14-year-old and you're high, hanging with high-level drug dealers and your dad is already a piece of shit, you, the odds are not stacked in your favor exactly. Oh, yeah, more than likely, this is where he was going to end up anyway. But, yeah, the FBI, I mean, they... (sighs) We've had a lot of stories about law enforcement over our time on the show here. It doesn't necessarily surprise me that they would recruit a 14-year-old and then turn their back on him. Yeah, it turns out they actually made a a movie about it that I haven't really watched. Although I did see the headline, uh, like one of the little tags from this story related to this story while I was looking over the white boy Rick story that said, uh, you know, um, the, the, the movie whitewashes the reality of white boy Rick. <laughs> so, uh, Dad, and it had like a 5.8 rating out of 10. Uh, oh, so it wasn't that yeah, good. Huh? I, no, I think I'll be missing that one. Um, speaking yeah. of really dumb mm-hmm. criminals, what's that? What's up with Michigan, Jay? Like why, Uh-oh. why do these stories always come from Michigan again? What happened? So there, there was a woman in Michigan that tried to hire a hitman to kill her ex-husband. Oh, yeah. Was that Michigan? I saw the headline. I didn't realize that was from my fine state. Yeah, the idiot that went to rentahitman.com, which, of course, isn't an actual place that you can rent a hitman. It is there for the absolute idiot, and it seems like this is the only one they've ever entrapped. <laughs> it's someone that actually went to that page and said, hey... Will you kill my husband for money? And in which case, I'm sure they said, "Oh, of course. Uh, let me get a number, and I'll get right back from you. Right, right back to you." Yeah, it was just I. Yeah, so wow. this idiot went to the website, completed a service request form, <laughs> requesting a consultation, and then the owners of the website. It turns out the owners of the website weren't even actually uh, authorities. No, of course not. They're just like some dudes running a prank website. Yeah, whoever had this prank website got an actual, like, serious request, and they, they handed that over to the cops pretty quick. <laughs> Richard Gear just made a good point. That'd be like trying to hire a prostitute from rentaho.com. Yeah, sometimes it's... worse than that. It's like, it's trying to rent a prostitute of this is totally not a sting.com. <laughs> No, yeah, baby. I always hang out in front of the police station, dude. That's it's the safest spot. They never think to check here. Uh, yeah, yeah. People, people, are, people are dumb. Are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I don't know, dude. But yeah, I, I that's something I can't conceive. There's nobody on the world that I want to kill. 
I'm just some people that I won't miss when they're gone. You know, uh, my stepbrother being a good case of that. I've told the story about him, but I don't want to have the guy killed. Fucking yeah, I don't want to have that on my conscience my entire life. Uh, not and it's not because I think he deserves to be around, <laughs> but I won't facilitate someone's death. You know, in that way, that'd be horrible. Fucking, I'd, I'd have to think about that for the rest of my life, taking away, you know, with taking him away from his kids and all that shit. You know, um. Him himself, I don't care if he lives or die, but I couldn't be that guy, dude. Is do you have anybody that you that you would just love that you would have killed if you could do it? Well, I mean, uh, how much are we talking? <laughs> okay, I, I no, think that's a different I mean, answer no than I had. Me that much, like right. I really don't give a shit. Right, exactly. I mean, and it's it sucks that there's people out there that feel so hurt and betrayed by other people that they they and that they end up hating them that much. Uh, I wouldn't want to hate anybody that much. It, it was, obviously, it fucking ups, took over her life, and she was obsessed with it. You don't just randomly go. I wonder if I can have someone killed. You know, this is something she's been thinking about for a long time. Uh, she, you know, probably planned it out and for ye- years and years, maybe thought about different ways that she could get this fucker dead. And Google searched it and said, "This is my way. I finally figured out a way to get that asshole." Reason I mean, 417 of why not to get married. <laughs> uh, speak for yourself. I'm glad I got married. I don't know what I'd do with myself if I was uh, by my, if I was alone. I need someone to take care of me, if nothing else. <laughs> well, good for you. I, yeah. I'm definitely not at that point. Well, you know, I didn't get married until I was 43, so that says one thing. Uh, I don't. I'm a firm advocate of waiting until you're sure and waiting until you're mature. Uh, I think I think it's silly to have kids before you're like 30. I mean, unless you're um, well along into your career early, I don't think having a child until you're financially able to take care of it's a good idea at all. I'm with you, Jay. Don't get married until you're completely out of options. <laughs> Well, that's what my wife did, I think. But uh, not, for me, it just worked out perfect. Well, there you go. Well, I also made the made sure I married someone that had adult children and didn't want any more, because that way I get all the benefits of having kids, but they're already adults. <laughs> so I didn't have to raise them at all, but I still expect them to take care of me when I'm old. It's fucking great. Well, that's quite the ego there, Jay. Oh, yeah. Well, they have to. I'm married to their mom. It's part of the package now. <laughs> right that's how that works I, I didn't actually look over the contract but I, i'm assuming it's in there i think it depends on the kids jay depends on how much they hate or like you oh well they love me they just you know they're just shitty to their mom i didn't tell I, that's one of the things we talked about yesterday i was super duper fucking angry for kids that the reason she was sad all day is because uh our her daughter who lives down in ohio uh came up to visit her dad so daughter's grandpa who lives in pontiac so like 10 minutes from here and never called mom or told her that she was there my my wife found out about it when her dad posted a picture of her on facebook so her dad didn't bother to tell her either so her entire family is a fucking piece of shit as far as i'm concerned because obviously she was heartbroken about that you know and she doesn't understand why your kids don't like her it's and trust me there's no reason to it i don't know what happened when they were younger or anything like that but that woman's a fucking saint and she's been nothing to good but good to them the entire time i've known her well you can't necessarily be mad at the dad like the dad could very well have the assumption that she knew no 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 actually no i i am because 
excuse me, because they've done it before. This is like the third or fourth time she's come up to visit him, and she's told him every time, "Tell me when my daughter's here." You know, you you know, Cariel's not going to tell me. Yeah. Um. But nope they they plan it all out together and leave her out of it. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I got I got pretty upset about it near the end of the show yesterday. I don't want to recap that again. So let's move on to something else. Uh, let's see what do I got. Uh, one of the things I talked about yesterday uh, on a lighter note is the fact that there's all these world records being broken on about stuff that's fucking stupid. You ever notice this? You ever notice that uh, uh, there's a bazillion different world records for stuff that do not matter at all? Like uh, children in a school in Saudi Arabia broke a world record when they arranged 324,000 uh, plastic bottle caps into an 898 foot long chain. And that was the world record. For it's fucking all the big, so the Guinness Book of World Records is just actually like a large scam. That's really all it is. Like literally, you can think of a record for anything, and as long as it's measurable and you pay for them to show up and witness it, like it will be an official record. Yeah. For example, uh, a uh, Idaho man with more than 150 Guinness World Records uh, made his next world record by getting hit in the face with 92 wet sponges in under a minute. So Yeah, like I said, it's literally anything as long <laughs> as you pay them to show up and and witness it. Right, well, Sly Dog uh, mentioned this you know, the other day because he has several world records in video games uh, that the video games ones are a little more regulated because it's a measurable thing that lots of people are actually going for as opposed to these records that no one cares about and no one's actually ever done before. That's why you're a world record person. Because possibly someone could do way more than 92 wet sponges in the face, but no one's ever bothered. So that's why that guy holds the record. <laughs> oh, see, here you go. That, that's what the thing is, Sly. That's not even Guinness. That's through Twin Galaxies. It's kind of Isn't that kind of a different organization? I guess I'm, I'm yeah, I think it's like different, like sanctioning type bodies like right right and i consider stuff out there for like video game speed runs and stuff like that right like and, it's, and so, it's not yeah. the guinness book of world records which is the scam of you can get a fucking record for anything you can dream up as right long as you pay them enough to show up right exactly there's different sorts of world records the ones that sly holder holds are legitimate records because other people are competing for that record uh, just like, you know, the record in like the 100 yard dash is a legitimate record because no, not oh, more than one person has went for the 100 yard dash. Yeah, like the 200 meter sprint is absolutely a world record. And apparently you cannot break it by running 185 meters. Exactly. As much as you'd like to. Now, that guy might have the world record for the 185 meter dash, although I doubt it. But he's still not a uh, record holder at the 200 meter dash because that's a verified record. Um, exactly. On a completely different subject, uh, what do you think about Olive Garden, my friend? It's fucking terrible. Yeah? Uh, well, it just got a little bit less terrible. Apparently, they're bringing back their foot-long chicken parm. Have you heard about this? No, but if it's any sort of Olive Garden pasta involved, it's terrible. Mm. Well, it's not worth it. Hey, well, it's a foot-long piece of chicken, uh, breaded up with the marinara sauce and all that good stuff on it, uh, with a side of uh, fettuccine alfredo, and, uh, of course, all the bread and salad that you can eat. And apparently, it comes in at 1,700 calories, 
118 grams of fat, and 4,560 milligrams of sodium. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> cheaply prepared garbage food. Yeah, and it's 20 bucks. An absolute farce of Italian cuisine. <laughs> Me and the wife have been there once. It wasn't horrible. I mean, the thing with Italian cuisine is you can't fuck it up too bad. So, you know, oh, yeah, unlike... you can, and they do. <laughs> I don't even remember what I had. I, I remember liking the bread. Um, it wasn't amazing or anything like that, but I think I had some of their lasagna. And my wife had, uh, I can't remember what. And no team of bad guys, it's not Red Lobster. That's why we've only been there once, because if we're going to spend our money on overpriced, uh, basically, you know, almost fast food, it's going to be Red Lobster. Uh, I love me the Red, Red Lobster. Red Lobster is the Olive Garden of seafood. I used to call it the McDonald's of seafood. Um, but yeah, it is the... Uh, no, that's uh, Long John Silver's. I haven't been to one of those in so fucking long. Do you remember Arthur Treacher's? No. Oh, it's basically like an older version of Long John Silver's that went out of business because they were slightly more sit-down than Long John Silver's was. Um, well, I don't do seafood, so I don't actually have any experience with these places. Oh, my mom used my mom and dad used to take us to Arthur Treacher's and Long John Silver's. They're pretty much the same place, really. Uh, I don't know what a Long John Silver's is set up like now, but uh, it was basically half a step above uh, regular fast food. Uh, but apparently, like fish as fast food is not something Americans want because I don't even know if if even any of them are around anymore. Yeah, I have no earthly idea. Again, not not my style of. Uh of cuisine. Mm. Oh yeah. And, uh, team evil is talking about those cheddar bay biscuits. You got to admit those are good, right? They're not that special. <gasps> There's some biscuits. Oh, that's horrible. They're pretty good. Uh, I was, yeah, I love getting like, uh, some of their biscuits, a couple of lobster tails. Um, shit, you know, I, next time we go, it'll be lots of things that I can't eat anymore. Cause I used to love the shrimp scampi and those are all garlicky. So I can't have that. Um, I can have shrimp, I can have the, uh, lobster and I can have, I can't have most of their shrimp cause it's bread and shit. I, maybe I could, I could have their grilled shrimp. Uh, I'd have to make like a custom fucking order. Cause like none of their dishes comes with everything that I can eat. See, I, I think I'll put it this way. So I would always rather have properly prepared good cornbread than a biscuit. Hmm. Are you a, nor are you a sweet or not a sweet cornbread person? depends on what I'm eating with it, but I could go either way as long as it's cooked well. Right, right. Where it's still the proper moisture. It doesn't get dried out. It's not too crumbly, but it's still kind of crumbly. Like, there's a way to do cornbread. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the few things that my mom didn't fuck up on a regular basis, because my mom was a horrible cook, bless her soul, um, but her cornbread wasn't too bad. Uh, we have cornbread at work occasionally, uh, and I can't stand it because it's the sweet kind, and I'm just not used to that at all. Um, I, I don't want to eat sweet stuff when I'm eating my dinner. It does it to me. It just doesn't match up well. See, if you do a, a decent sweeter cornbread, you do that with a little bit of honey butter, and it's pretty much just like a dessert. Right. Yeah. That I could see it as a dessert, possibly, but now it's just like a side while I'm eating. Uh, are you a hush puppy person? No, not really. Oh, I love me some fucking hush puppies. Uh, those are delicious. Um, I, I have a taste for some Southern style foods cause my grandma was from the South. So we would occasionally get things like that. Um, but, uh, 
for the most part, not so much because my mom was a horrible cook. You know how bad of a cook my mom was? She burned a salad before. <laughs> I'm not even lying. She burned. Well, what happened was she made a salad and left it on the stove without realizing one of the burners was on. And she came back a couple of minutes later with the bowl melted and the lettuce on fire. So my, so she has literally burnt a salad before. Yeah, I didn't actually know that that lettuce was flammable. Well, if you if you cook it long enough, yes, it is. <laughs> um, yeah, she's always been a poor cook. People used to say to me when I was a kid, "Jay, why are you so skinny?" I'm like, "Come on over for dinner, <laughs> find out." <laughs> and you know, I was a, probably a picky eater when I was a kid as well. But honestly. Uh, I've tried my mom's food after I was an adult as well. When you, once you've gotten past your picky kids phase and it was fucking horrible. She doesn't know how to cook. Uh, don't, I think the only reason she got away with it is because my stepdad did not give a fucking shit. This is how much, how little he gave a shit about what he ate. She cooked dinner at five because that's growing up in her entire life. That's when dinner was five o'clock. My dad routinely got home between seven and nine o'clock. Um, but he's, uh, but he's always uh, half drunk off his ass when he got home. So he didn't give a shit. He would take whatever she'd made, throw it in the microwave, heat it up, and eat it. So uh, he was all for the most part. He was always so drunk he didn't realize what the fuck he was eating, anyways. <laughs> so that's how she got away with never being a good cook because the one person that could say anything about it didn't give a shit. Yeah, fair enough. And team evil bad guys saying Marfan is why you're skinny. Uh, maybe, maybe not. You know. Uh, uh, that's never actually been defined uh, that I have that, although I have fucking every single side effect symptom you want to call it. So chances are I do. But, you know, that doesn't affect who I am. I'm gaining weight right now, so I'm going to be a little bit less skinny. Uh, in that news, I think uh, I'm, I don't want to say it because I want to jinx it. Because last week I weighed myself at 186. I was like, oh, great. I went, gained like five pounds. Then for the rest of the week, I weighed 184. <laughs> so I was like, I lost two pounds right away, but I, but I gained, I kept the three that I, uh, three other pounds. Um, and when I weighed myself yesterday and today, I weighed 186. So I'm hoping that I gained another pound or two, but by the end of the week, I might be back down to 184 again, which is still improvement. So, um, I'm slowly gaining weight, dude. Yeah. Just keep lifting and keep eating as much as humanly possible. And eventually you're going to be a normal human. Yeah, 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 dude. I, I don't know. I look in the mirror and I feel like I can see a difference. Uh, I don't think anybody else can, but you know, I see myself every day. People are like, "Oh, you know, when you change, you don't notice it because you see yourself every day." I'm like, to me, it feels the exact opposite because I see myself every day and I know exactly what I fucking look like. Any little change, I notice. So I feel like I feel bigger. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. Um, the although, oh, speaking about the weightlifting shit, uh, the last couple sessions. Last week or two, you've uh, allowed me to do uh, back user's choice. And as I mentioned, I've been doing bent over rows. Uh, bent over rows must use a part of the tricep that none of the other exercises use because I got a fucking spot on you know both my arms on the tricep that are sore as fuck and nothing else is. You know, My workouts uh, reached a point where I'm not anything other than normal sore. And this is like new workout sore, if you, know, if you understand the distinction. Yeah, that's odd. You really shouldn't necessarily be engaging anything crazy there. Like, especially if you're benching properly, you should be getting a, a good tricep workout anyway. So yeah, right. I have no idea why that's doing it. Well, it's it's higher up on my arm. It's not like, you know, it's not like under the bicep tricep. It's like higher up, almost close to the armpit part of the tricep. Uh, and actually, now that I feel it, it actually runs. Yeah. 
it's more of a side as opposed to a bottom thing. I and I, from what I understand, the triceps actually a group of like three muscles. Yeah, but st- uh, yeah, I don't know. With you, who knows? Right, right. You probably well, are using a muscle you've never used in your life. Right. I, I, it's funny you mentioned that because when I first started working out, I mentioned to my buddy Ulysses, I go, you know, I'm going to end up with a really weird build if uh, this keeps up. And he's like, what do you mean? I go, well, I'm making pretty good progress on all these things that I'm lifting, but anything that I'm not actively addressing is fucking puny and small because I've been in poor shape my entire life. So I'm going to look fucking weird as fuck eventually. <laughs> bulgy in spots and skinny, skinny as fucking other. So I've been trying to make sure uh, I tried back then to make sure I rotated all the different muscle stuff, but I didn't know enough about weightlifting to really do that. Now, following your routine, I think I'm pretty hit much hitting most of the muscles all the time. But I, as I discovered from doing the bent over rows, there's at least a couple that I've been missing. Well, the biggest thing for you is getting a, an actual setup where you can squat is if you're doing real squats and you're deadlifting, like that should pretty much catch almost the entire body to where you wouldn't have anything that was super, super behind. Right. Right. Cause I know deadlifts use like even arm muscles in addition to back and you know, leg and the whole nine yards. Uh, and the split squats I do, I'm, I'm happy w- with as far as they go. I think if you, I feel like it hits a lot of the muscles, although obviously not all of them since, uh, I don't think nowhere split near what an there. actual squat right. would do for you. Yeah, I know. Um, that's on the list, sir. Maybe uh, eventually it's uh, going to be uh, hard to uh, come up with the money for that anytime soon, considering considering I'm worried about like money in general. So maybe if I make it through uh, the year next spring, when I go back to work, my reward will be a, uh, a squat rack. Uh-huh, Jay, worried about money, mm-hmm. going on an extravagant vacation in your <laughs> weeks. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, I will point out that the extravagant vacation, the majority of it's going to be paid for by my credit card points. So that's what will cover the hotel room. Uh, so the only thing we'll be spending money on is what we what we spend eating there. There's no uh, attractions there that cost any money. So we're just going to wander around the town, enjoy the beach, and have a couple nice meals, hopefully. Or uh, not so nice li- meals. Likely, likely story. We're going to get <laughs> posts on the OG of you with a diamond-encrusted chalice drinking wine. <laughs> they only have one fancy place in the entire uh, town it's called the bank it's a, like an old bank from the 1800s that they confirmed and uh excuse me uh like um turned into like fine dining interesting building we were there once but we were uh too early in the season they hadn't really started up yet so when we went there for dinner all they had was like you know make your own pasta dishes which is a weird thing. So you go up to the guy, you're like, okay, I want that type of pasta. I want that type of sauce. I want those kind of types of meats in it. Yeah, I want those types of cheeses in it. And then he tossed it all up like in lock style and served it to you. It was pretty neat, but that was the only option. Uh, I'd like to see, go back there when the uh, full menu is available and see how it is. Yeah, that's uh, hmm. <laughs> sorry. Sounds like a I'm- half hibachi place. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's what the, that's not what they normally were, really. Uh, they were normally fine dining of some sort. And we might not even bother with that. There's a couple like cheap places, bar type dives and all that good stuff there. And those are more fun to eat at most of the time anyways. Just pull a slide and go to Burger King. They don't have a Burger King in there. They don't have any fast food restaurants in that town. Well, that's a terrible town then. Yeah, they don't have any fast food restaurants. They do not have any national brand hotels. It's all local stuff. It's a, it's a lovely little town, but if, if you want, if you want like, you know, your standard, uh, things from civilization, you're going to be out of luck. 
Yeah, I don't trust a place like that. Sounds like a cult, Jay. <laughs> I don't know, dude. You you said you're originally from the Midwest. You're probably familiar with all these types of little tiny towns. You know, uh, uh, Port Austin only has 675 year year round residents. Still, that's enough for like three McDonald's and a Hardee's. <laughs> Come on, dude. Uh, maybe a Hardee's. God, I haven't been to a Hardee's in so fucking long. It's ridiculous. It's one of the many, many fast food places that pretty much went away. Although I understand there's still a couple of them left around here and there. Yeah, I don't think they exist here, so I, I have no clue. Mm, yep. Um, is uh, is Burger King your favorite fast food place? Me? Shit, yeah. no. Well, what's your favorite fast food? I think we've already been over that. Like, if I I'm going to so. go do fast food, I'll go do like a Boston market or something like that. Oh, that's right. We did talk about the bars. You know, they, they recently, within the last couple of years, opened a Sonic kind of near me, but I don't know. It's probably one, two, three, four, about five miles away. But it always seems really crowded. So I didn't really have much interest in going there. And then they opened a Chick fil A in the same plaza, like mall type area. And that's always super fucking crowded. So I've only, I've never been to that either. Yeah, if I'm going chicken, it's got to be Popeye's. Chick-fil-A is far worse and more bland. It's basically a white person, Popeye's. Really? I hear really good things about Chick-fil-A. Like some People say their chicken sandwiches are amazing and this and that and the other. Um, I almost had an opportunity to eat at Chick-fil-A when I was uh, down in Florida visiting my wife's parents, other set of parents, not the ones that live up here. And, uh, there is a Chick-fil-A not too far from our hotel. And we, we kept on saying, we're going to try it out. We're going to try it out. And finally we decided to walk over there and it turns out it was a Sunday and they're not open, which blew my fucking mind. What kind of fast food place isn't open on a Sunday? Holy shit. Remember they are super Christian. Well, shit. <laughs> Churches are open on Sundays. So it's not like people aren't making money. Yeah, but they're tax exempt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just seems very weird. It's a corporation, you know? Um, but okay. Good for them. I suppose, uh, you know, uh, if they have values that they want to follow or like that, but I wanted to try one of their chicken fucking sandwiches and I didn't get to do it. I'll tell you this. If you ever go to a Chick-fil-A, you then have to go to a Popeye's just to learn what real chicken is. Yeah. Well, now I'm not gonna be able to enjoy any of it anymore. Cause if I went there, I'd have to get a fucking grilled chicken sandwich, which is all right, but it, probably doesn't do justice to either any place as far as far as how good their chicken sandwiches are. No, you just need to condition yourself that like, there's just going to be one day that you're just going to deal with peeing out your butt and it's going to be a, you know, a Popeye's day. Oh dude, if that's all there was to it, it wouldn't even be a big deal. It's the fucking pain. Uh, I'll tell you what, I've, I think I'm done with coffee. I think I'm going to have a half a cup of watered down coffee in the morning and then I'm done. Cause this morning I was feeling great all morning uh, until I got to work, and you know had a cup of had a cup of coffee there, and then my day went to shit as far as my stomach went. I don't know if it was because of the coffee or because I got pissed off at something at work. But the next stop, the next uh, step is to cut everything out except for the half a cup I have in the morning. And Richard Gear, I think uh, I can't have tea. I think it's actually worse than, for me than coffee. See, this is the thing, Jay. Like, I think you're probably eliminating things that aren't going to actually give you issues. And I think you've kind of just mind-fucked yourself into, into, like, just psychologically causing some of your symptoms. 
and it's causing you to remove foods or drinks or things like that that won't actually give a reaction. Well, that's entirely possible because they said uh, stress and other things can trigger it without eating any of the wrong foods at all. Uh, so that's entirely possible. But it's not because I don't want to eat foods. It's because I'm terrified of eating the wrong thing now. Whatever, lately, whenever I get even saying, a bad thing. Is, is you being terrified to eat things and being super anal retentive about what you will eat, I think is probably causing you to have worse stomach issues than if you would just eat, you know, halfway normally. By halfway normally, I mean, you know, not binging on a bunch of, you know, garlic bread pizzas and Chef Boyardee, but like just eating some normal type foods and just chilling the fuck out. And I try, and I did. I've tried some of that, and I've had poor results. Um, so I, I and I completely understand where you're coming from. And I, I'm I'm done with the elimination part of my diet, so I should be able to be trying to add stuff in. The problem being, I keep on having issues. Um, and I know and I part think, of it. And I think part almost of it is all food. of your issues are probably psychosomatic. No, no, some of it's pretty is pretty obvious. Like uh, I. Like the last week when I had a couple of peanut butter sandwiches that had never bothered me before and it fucked up my stomach for three or four days. It was ter- it was because I, ter- uh, I did a bread that I shouldn't be doing. Uh, it turns out the, the new bread that I bought without me realizing it was a wheat bread because it, it didn't look like wheat bread. It was the Italiano bread. So um, with me being dumb, I didn't look in the ingredients. I figured it was white bread. Uh, and I had a couple of sandwiches like that. It fucking wrecked me for three or four days. And I couldn't understand why my stomach is so fucked up. Uh, and then I started thinking about it, you know, and looked up the ingredients and sure enough, that's wheat bread. Uh, so certain stuff does fuck me up, dude. It's it's not all in my head. Um, well, no, and, and I'm not saying it's all in your head. I'm saying a lot of it's probably in your head. And yes, there are things that would trigger you. But I think I think there's probably still a lot of things out there that you could have and, and actually enjoy. And if you were just in the right mind state, like I don't think you would have issues. Like, yeah, it's worth time yeah. for you to get this stuff anyway. With yeah. you all worried about like you know the coming months and everything else and the world ending, like you're in a stressful time to be alive. Like I think we all are this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's probably making your issues a thousand times worse. Yeah, you're right. Because uh, while I've had issues with my stomach for years and years, and I've been in pain for years and years. The last six months, it seems to have ramped up a whole bunch. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, I, I'm not happy with it. It's not fun. Uh, I, I'm just lucky that I'm not food-focused like a lot of people are. Uh, I, I like food as much as the next person, but it's to me, it's never been like a reward for something or anything like that. It's just you eat when you're hungry. Uh, so I uh, don't mind as much as some other people being on this restrictive diet. But a lot of it, as you mentioned, is because I'm scared. I, I'm scared to eat the wrong thing. It doesn't. It's not just a trip to the toilet anymore. It's multiple days worth of fucking pain, depending on how bad I eat. Like, uh, I, th- I think the cup of coffee that fucked me up in the morning wasn't too terribly bad because uh, it was. I was bad for a couple hours. Then I ate something at lunch, uh, and after that, it's kind of ramped down from like a four to a two. Uh, but I'm still probably not going to have coffee at work anymore, and see if that uh, see what happens after that. But that one's not a horrible one. You mentioned before that I was drinking way too much coffee. I still say you just go for the iced coffee. You take whatever coffee you're going to have, dump it in a mug with a bunch of ice, and just sip it throughout the day. Yeah. Well, that's what I've been doing at home. I uh, At home, I don't have time for much 
coffee drinking, but I wanted to get a little bit in me before I do my workout. So what I'll do is I'll ha- pour a half a cup of coffee and drop an ice cube in it so that it's cooled down enough for me to drink it. And I'll drink that while I'm getting ready to work out. Well, there you go. Try those <laughs> things. Just, yeah, you got to get back to being normal. And I think most of it is you just need to, to get to the right place mentally. And then I think you're probably going to find a lot of things that you gave up that you didn't have to give up. Yeah. Although I'll be totally honest with you. If I could get my stomach to stop giving me problems randomly, I could live with how my diet is right now. It's not the end of the world. I'm gaining weight. I feel good. Uh, I know I'm getting all the vitamins and minerals I need. I can live with what I'm eating right now. Uh, It's I can, I have other things uh, to make me happy. I don't, it doesn't have to be food. However, that being said, if if like, you know, Nostradamus came down and said, you can definitely have these foods that you think are bad for you. I'm like, great. Let's add a little more variety. But there's still lots of things I can eat. Uh, it's just my issue being most of them stuff that you have to cook yourself, which I've always had a problem with. Yeah, but you know, in the back of your mind that nothing sounds better than just a, a nice, you know, circular, long, thick bratwurst. <laughs> and that's definitely one i can't have that's on air that's on all the lists of stuff that you shouldn't be eating uh i have however gotten a little bit better at work because as i mentioned before there's three days a week where i can't eat anything i've convinced one of the cooks to make me some hot dogs in those days like nice kosher hot dogs like the high the high-end ones and it's oh, not the, the most jewish hot dogs exactly they're nice jewish hot dogs and uh and obviously that's not the uh, best thing in the world for me, but a couple of hot dogs at lunch is, you know, uh, a lot better than fucking nothing. And so that's one of the other reasons why I gained a little weight this week. Uh, Cause I don't three days a week. I'm not having to fucking, you know, bring, make a sandwich and bring it to work. Yeah. You need to be eating as much as possible, especially with the, the way I have you working out for the next couple months here. Right. Well, right now I, I've sat down and, and figured out my calories right now. I'm hitting about 3000 calories a day, uh, a day. Uh, and the the apps I'm using say that I have to eat about 24, 2,500 to maintain my weight. So I think adding an extra four or 500 calories a day over that's a good goal because it, obviously it's possible to out-eat your exercise and, and add fat even if you're exercising like a motherfucker if you eat enough. Um, yeah, problem is at your height, like you probably need anywhere from 2,000 to 2,500 a day without the lifting. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, to gain. Well, the uh, the app I use supposedly keeps track of how many calories I burn while I'm lifting and all that good stuff. So and it supposedly, does apparently. Well, I don't know. Uh, it, well, it says like on, on an average lifting session, I think I'm burning a, a 140, somewhere between 140 and 200 calories. Yeah, that sounds wrong. No. I don't know. Let me see what my Fitbit says. Do to do exercise. Uh. Oh yeah, well, like here's one where uh, workout uh, uh, Sunday's workout was uh, uh, 45 minutes, uh, and I burnt 217 calories supposedly. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's probably wrong. Not to mention your metabolism is still gonna be in higher gear after a workout like that. Right. Like, don't go by that at all. You should be shooting for probably at least like 3,500 to 4,000 calories a day. Oof. Okay, I'll have to work my way up to that. I'm, I'm basically I'm at the point where I'm stretching out my stomach. Uh, the first week or two that I was at three thousand calories, it was kind of rough. Uh, now it's getting better, uh, but I'm still eating a lot of times when I'm not hungry, just because I know I need to put calories in me. 
uh, give me another week or two at that, and I'll try to add another four or five hundred calories. I don't know how the yeah, fuck I'm going to do that. More peanut butter, get some MCT oil, stuff like that. Right. Did you ever well, get I the thought... MCT oil? It's supposed to be good for you anyway. No, I haven't. I actually, I totally forgot about that. I'm going to have to take care of that. I'll have to make myself a note. Uh, one thing I found that's been helping me out to get a little extra calories in me is I finally found a protein bar I can eat. Uh, it's called No Cow Bars. <laughs> you you told us about this, and they, they oh, yeah, sounded yeah, horrible. Yeah, yeah they, they're not great, but they're around 200 calories each one. Uh, so actually, now that I think about it, a lot of days I'm up to probably 3,200 calories because I wasn't counting that. Uh, and I try, to, I try to have one of those uh, every day around one or two because I eat lunch at uh, 11 and I eat dinner at like five. So I, you know, that, that's a good spot to get a uh, extra calorie in there around two or three. Yeah, just write it down in your little notes app to go get MCT oil. Right. And Mr. R, no, it's not no cow bars. It's no cow bars. They're non-dairy. So, you know, they don't use whey protein to get you to get you your protein. They use other things instead. Well, there you go. Yes. Yeah, I did say no cow. Yes, that's correct, Mr. Richard Gear. So, uh, yep. Uh, whoops. Ah, I dropped my phone. I guess that means I'm out of topics. <laughs> Do you got anything serious you want to talk about before we get out of here, sir? Nothing serious, but there is just one last kind of interesting, stupid mm-hmm. criminal story. Oh, yeah. Oh, what's that, sir? Yeah, so there was a guy that was trying to uh, avoid a jail sentence in Long Island. So okay. he faked a death certificate out of New Jersey. Oh, my. And you'll never guess how they figured out that it wasn't a real one. How's that, sir? He uh, misspelled several things on the death certificate. <laughs> you think spell check would be a priority when trying to forge documents, huh? Well, I think part of it on there is like you have to be like you have to be in a decent graphic design program to like you know make an official looking document like that. Mm-hmm. But like when one of the first things on the entire thing is like the issuing body is like the registry of or no it's the new jersey department of health vital statistics and registry and he misspelled registry (laughs) so now he's going to catch like an extra four or five years for forging a government document i thought you were going to say he got caught when he tried to present his death certificate for release see i'm dead you gotta let me out now uh, he's a little bit more clever than that. He just uh, forgot to have somebody proofread his official document. Yeah, that's always important. You know, as I mentioned, if you're going to try to uh, forge documents and fool government officials, uh, run it through spell check, sir. If you can, and if not, you have to have somebody review your work before you turn that some bitch in. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, shit. I think we're going to call it a show, folks. Uh, I think one dumb criminal is enough for the uh, show. Uh, I want to thank the OG Army for showing up. Uh, I can't do a show without you. Man, I'm saying show a whole bunch, aren't I? Show, 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 show. (laughs) I want to thank Big Dalton for helping me with the show. I couldn't do it without him, although he's proved many times that he can do it without me. What else you got, Dalton? Uh, So a couple things. Uh, A teaser for tomorrow. Yeah, I'm getting deep now. But tomorrow we have to make our picks for the UFC card this weekend. I think it's UFC Fight Island 3. Mm, I don't think nice. this one has like an official other name. Uh, but it'll be Robert Whitaker versus Darren Till. So that should be fun. 
We will make those, and hopefully I will be doing a fight companion this Saturday night. Highly doubt I get a a birthday invitation a week and a half late for, for anything. So <laughs> we will do that, and it should be interesting. Excellent. And what other than that, the only thing I can think of to say, and I really should say it twice because I missed it yesterday. So fuck all of y'all while saying fuck all y'all. <laughs> Everyone have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow at six. Bye bye. Hehehehe <laughs>